Welcome to In The Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Hey everyone, welcome back to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm excited for our guest today, Thomas Lorinovicius, who is a lifestyle designer, an entrepreneur, and a professional blogger from Lithuania. And today's conversation is different for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, my audio might sound a little bit off it's because I'm traveling, which may be appropriate since we're going to be discussing lifestyle design today. And Thomas is actually calling in from Jamaica on a 3G or 4G Wi-Fi dongle, which is something I used to do a lot when I was traveling. So that's kind of fun. And overall, I think the audio quality is fine for this episode. I don't think it'll detract from anything. And the content we're going to get in today, I think, is really important. We're going to talk about things like how Thomas has been able to kind of organize his days, even though he's traveling, to actually get stuff done. We're going to discuss lifestyle design itself and the merits and also the drawbacks. We're going to talk about the difference between travel and vacation. We're going to talk about the importance of starting from a place of principles. And we're going to discuss why you must have non-negotiables in life. So a lot of great stuff and had a lot of fun recording this conversation. And I hope you enjoy. So Thomas, give me a little background on um, how you've essentially kind of built your blog and your, your lifestyle design business. I know this kind of a loaded question. It's a pretty big question. But I'm curious about how you even get started down that path and how you have built it to what it is today and, and how you're calling this right now. As of this call, you're in Jamaica right now. So I know you do a lot of travel. How did you get to that point in time? Right. It was one word, transformational evolution, I would say. It took me 10 years. So my first kind of like online venture started 10 years ago, 2007, when I basically got bored of computer games and I was looking on the internet to find a way to make money online. And I was really attracted by graphic design and Photoshop. I, I, I stumbled upon one of these communities in Lithuania where people were sharing everything from Photoshop tutorials to web design tutorials to basically making money online. And I was completely fascinated by this uh, group of people. And I lost interest in computer games. And basically, since then, I, I haven't played any game for like, you know, like longer than a day or two. So I was really fascinated by these people. And uh, I started learning Photoshop and started uh, blogging about it. So my first blog was in Lithuanian. I decided to share my learning experience in learning Photoshop and making money online. And that didn't last long because I realized that Lithuanian market is too small. So then I decided to switch to English. At that time, I didn't really speak it that well. And it was really scary because I had to step out of my comfort zone. But since then, I was constantly trying to challenge myself and learning new things. So I, I started learning about WordPress, started learning about affiliate marketing, SEO, then uh, technical programming. So I would learn HTML, I would learn PHP, and I would learn many different things that would allow me to be here right now where I am right now talking to you. But generally, I think it was just a knowing one thing that I'm capable of achieving anything. And I don't know where this kind of mindset came to me, but I was always confident about that. I don't want to look at, you know, this conventional lifestyle where people just finish school, find a job, climb the ladder and build a house and, and do fun stuff after their, their youth is gone. I wanted to do it 
to do it right now. And uh, that was quite ambitious because at that time I didn't know how to make money. Yeah. I wanted to travel the world. Yeah, it's just a constant evolution. And uh, for the last couple of years, I think it was more mindful, more technical approach to lifestyle design where I was able to design my own lifestyle to have enough time for self-development, to have enough time for, for fitness and health, and at the same time uh, to focus on business and travel. Okay, so a couple things. There's two points I want to get to. One is like this idea I've been thinking about, and it, it kind of ties into lifestyle design because I think a lot of people do look at it that way. You mentioned, hey, I, I wanted to essentially take advantage of my youth while I have it. And I think there's a certain, if you go to that extreme, there's a certain hedonism to it. Or could be not. I'm saying not that you have done that. I would say actually the opposite, because I think a lot of people take that idea and they they don't work towards anything at all. But what you've done, I think, is strike a balance between, say, going to that far extreme of well, I want to live it up right now. Who cares about the future? And well, I'm going to save it all for the future and not take any of it now. It seems to me like lifestyle design is about finding that balance where you take advantage of life right now, but you're still working toward the future and you're still building and saving and growing for that. Would you say that's, that's correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think at the beginning, you need to make a lot of mistakes in lifestyle design to really understand what values you have and what is non-negotiable for you. So first, I did a Euro trip with my friend around Europe in 30 days. And I just saw that traveling can be really, really annoying and you yeah. get really tired and everything looks the same and you're just bored of it. So traveling too fast and traveling without a clear purpose, like why you're going to that place can become really boring and, and challenging. So after that short experience of traveling around Europe, I decided that, okay, I actually value creating and, you know, like designing products, writing and building businesses, whatever. But at the same time, I want that kind of you know, novelty and, and excitement being in new places every time. So I decided to, to start traveling slowly. So I would spend a month or two months in one place, get to know locals, get to, you know, integrate myself in local communities, attend events and find my favorite coffee shops and just, you know, like live as locals do in that place. But at the same time, have enough time to just, uh, have my morning routine, go for a run, read a book, stay inside if I want to and just watch movies or, or whatever that is. And uh, I think every, everyone needs to find that balance. And as you say, like at the beginning, when you're young, it's really easy to just say like, oh, I'm never, never going to be a Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. I'm, I'm never going to build a million dollar business or whatever. I'm just going to start traveling and just, you know, like screw it and let's do it. I don't care. But uh, I think after some time, you need to realize that, well, you cannot really do it forever. It's, it's not that kind of sustainable lifestyle uh, that you want to pursue for the rest of your life. You, you still want some meaning, some, some fulfilling uh, work in your, in your life. And uh, traveling is just one of the ways to complement your lifestyle, not to actually replace it. Yeah, like, like travel is not the end. Like, and I think that's a lot of people position it that way, even culturally, probably. I mean, obviously, I'm only familiar, you know, deeply with more, you know, the American Western culture in that regard. And so this idea of like travel is always something that, you know, vacation, that's we lump travel and vacation together. And we typically say that's going to be done maybe once a year if you're well off. Like I never grew up with any, any of that. But for certain people that, that were maybe more affluent, they would be able to go on vacations and stuff like that. So in my mind growing up, I think that's pretty common. Like you say travel for when you're vacationing. And then on the opposite side of this, though, on the lifestyle design, you see this extreme where people kind of glorify the travel itself. 
and it almost becomes like the ends and like that thing people aspire to. Like, I'm just going to travel. Like, that's the big thing. And I know it's alluring, but I would say after doing two years of travel and now having like finally settled down, I'm really grateful for having traveled. But I also think that the way we did it, we did it very sustainable, kind of like you did it. We spent, you know, usually a few weeks in a place at a time, if we could, sometimes a month or two. And that made it so it was, yeah, travel was part of it, but we were still, I was still working all the time, you know, uh, or a good portion of it. And so there's still this balancing. And I don't know if you have any opinions on this, but I'm really curious to get your insights into how you found that balance as you travel, but making time to work and build for the future. Right, right. It's it's actually really hard to tell people that I'm not on vacation all the time because every time I check in in a hotel or like whatever, you know, like I go to immigration or my family asks me like, so where are you going next? And I'm like, oh, that's a nice vacation. I'm like, I'm not on vacation. I don't actually like taking vacations because I like my work so much. So with long-term traveling, I think unless you are like travel journalist or photographer or whatever, that involves like constant traveling and moving from place to place. I don't think travel can be sustainable because as you, as you mentioned, like you really need that place, you know, to settle down and uh, to work on your routine. And then maybe you have a certain center, a certain type of job where you need to take a lot of calls or maybe record podcasts, record videos. And for that, you need the stability. You need to have a base where you can rely on things and you know that you can uh, get your stuff done. But at the same time, with travel, I think if you if you incorporate it in your lifestyle, it can give you a lot of inspiration and 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 momentum. And also, I do travel right now. I switch more from like exploring places more into traveling with other people, mostly like-minded people. So there are either lifestyle entrepreneurs, they're writers, bloggers, they're building businesses online, or they're really deep in their self-discovery, self-development journey. And for me, this is the next level because. I, I see in so many places and uh, and it's really hard for me to, to get impressed by just another waterfall, temple, church, whatever. So I'm more interested in actually seeing how these people can uh, can help me grow in, in, in whether it's financial intelligence, fitness, health, spirituality, whatever that is. And I think this is what uh, many people are missing out when they're just trying to see as many places as possible by just seeing the surface of, you know, this city, this country, and just flying uh, to the next place in two, three days. I think it's a it's very surface level exploration, and that does not contribute to your growth that much after some time. I, I'm 100% with you. It's it's funny. I've always been not well the opposite of what you described, like that the opposite of what I think how most people travel, which is hey let's let's go to Europe and let's go to 20 countries in two weeks. Like to me, that sounds absolutely awful. But what I always have really enjoyed is actually going to a place for a certain amount of time to where it actually feels normal and comfortable for me to leave the house and go to a coffee shop that I actually kind of recognize and know the streets, not have to pull out my phone. And I found that that's usually about two or three weeks in a certain spot. And then I think there's like a certain point, maybe it's two, three weeks, maybe it's about a month or so. For me, it's about that time frame. And then the whole place kind of changes because then there's a familiarity to it. It's still foreign, but there's a familiarity to it. So you kind of get more intimate with the place itself. And so, I don't know, I've always been really fascinated by that idea. So I like the, yeah, when I do the travel, I like to be in a spot for a while. And it kind of sounds like you do too. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can completely relate to that. And I think it depends on the period that you are in your life. So when I started traveling, for me, I didn't really care where I was sleeping. You know, when I did the Euro trip in 30 days, I don't know, it was like 30 cities probably. We would sleep in trains, in hostels, in hotels, and even in a tent. I wouldn't care. 
right now when I travel, I, I always get like a private room. I never stay in hostels because it's too loud. I need to, stay, yep. you know, to, to get, to, get yep. uh, to the top of my game. And at the same time, I think at a certain period of your life, of your like personal growth, you need more exposure to people, more exposure to parties, more exposure to nature. And it makes you appreciate things back home or just like yeah. stable things that you take for granted. It makes you appreciate these things so much more than, than before because before I wouldn't, you know, recognize that, oh, in Lithuania we have tap water and you can just drink it anywhere you want. But yep. Southeast Asia and, and many Latin yep. American countries cannot do that. And it's, it's actually a, a big hassle if, if the supermarket is far or there's only like delivery truck every two days or three days yeah. and you run out of water and you're like, oh, yep. I cannot actually do anything. I yep. cannot even drink water. And it's like, so, and it's like key that you keep like a, a good stockpile of bottled water with you. And like always bring oh, extra yeah. bottled water everywhere you go. <laughs> that was one of the things that we learned yeah. pretty quick. Oh yeah, and and you you try to be hydrated, and it's like just another thing you need to learn. But at the same time, I think it makes you more humble and just helps you appreciate things uh, the way they are. Because at least for myself, when I was growing up and started getting more and more things, you know, my ego developed into like, oh, I can do anything, and like some people are less important than than I am, and whatever. And then I was exposed to all these really poor countries in Cambodia, in Philippines. I went to, to the slums with some social workers and I saw how these people are struggling. And they're not struggling for, you know, buying the new iPhone 10 or the new MacBook. They're struggling for just food or they're struggling mm-hmm. by, you know, like uh, getting electricity. Because, yep. uh, they, they get it illegally and, and then the government comes and they just cut old wires. And then the next morning they need to basically risk their lives and get the cable back. Yep, it's really humbling experience to be yep. in these places. Yeah, it definitely helps you to rethink your values and your purpose. Yeah, I love that. And also some of the places that we went to, I, I found it was just a profound experience to to live with, with, live with and interact with locals too. That, you know, again, in, in those kind of areas, like we were definitely off the grid in some of the areas we, we went to. And it makes you just take a step back, not only to be grateful for what you have, but also to take a step back too and say, Hey, like maybe what you have, like you don't have to, it, there doesn't have to be this, like this conquest to build like maybe an empire. You brought up Mark Zuckerberg in the beginning. And that was another thing that I wanted to get back to was, well, this idea of like, some people think, well, I, I'll never be that person. But I would say that there's two ways to take that. One is you say that, and it's, this person is probably not very ambitious would be one way to interpret that. But I think the other way is to think about that in terms of those of us who are entrepreneurs or, you know, creative types, writers, artists, et cetera and people that do want to achieve a lot, that you don't actually have to be that kind of person either. Like there's actually like a lot of in between, between, you know, working for yourself and creating and maybe building a business that you enjoy and love and that is good for you and your family and your community. And then also, you know, kind of slaving away on your own project, maybe at the expense of your family and at your, and the expense of yourself and your community to then, you know, exit for a multi-million dollar, you know, buyout. Like there's a middle ground there. And I think that's what I, I do appreciate about people who talk about lifestyle design, even though I know sometimes it swings the pendulum a little bit too far to, hey, look at my cool travels. Although obviously I'm, I'm guilty of that too. But I think what's important there is that saying, hey, maybe there is a, like a nice balance here. And I think there's a lot we can learn. Like when, when you travel, I guess that's the point I'm coming back to is there's this ability to reflect and say, like, actually, look at this. They don't have much, but they're very happy. They're very peaceful. They're very content. And I, I think that that's a, a nice thing to also embrace while we're building, while we're growing, because otherwise you just get into that, I think, 
this kind of rat race a little bit of trying to compete with everybody else. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that as well. Yeah, probably the, the most important thing in lifestyle design is self-awareness. And it's just crazy. Like, like you mentioned, you're like bragging about traveling to this place or doing mm-hmm. that, that thing or whatever. And I do that constantly. And I always fight two voices in my head. One of them is yeah. saying like, Thomas, what are you trying to prove here? Like everyone can do that. You are not, nothing special. And you're just bragging to other people to just show how cool you are. And then there are this other voice in my head just telling like, Thomas, just uh, don't listen to, to that other guy. Post that thing because that thing might inspire someone to start traveling, start blogging, start doing something. Yeah. I was pers- personally inspired by other people who were sharing yep. tutorials, who were spending endless hours creating videos, creating, you know, books, ebooks, whatever that is. These things inspired me and I can never repay them back unless I do something and I act on that information. So why not I share something that I learned or something that inspired me or I share a book or a thought or a person that I connected with or whatever. And I try to kind of justify my bragging with, uh, with this kind of mindset that it might inspire someone that, who is struggling or who, is, uh, who lost hope or who is looking for a sign or whatever that is. And again, like self-awareness, I think is the most important thing in lifestyle design. Yeah. Because you can have absolutely anything in life if you are willing to sacrifice, but you cannot have everything. You can have anything, but yep. so you, yep. if you choose to travel yep. the world, it's fine. You cannot be in one place and build a huge community that is going to be, you know, like very tight, very, very powerful and yep. uh, where people are supporting each other and you're involved deeply. But if you decide to, to build a company or become a pro blogger, a writer, entrepreneur, whatever that is, you can do it. But you go. You need to go all in. And for me, it's still mm. really hard to to accept that truth because at the same time, I want to experience the world. I want to write a book. I want to build my business. I want to have a positive impact on on people. And I, I want to do also like good job for for my country because I was basically you know raised there, and I kind of feel like oh, it would be nice to to do something for them. So at the same time, I'm kind of like trying to fight myself. And then when you start developing your self-awareness muscles or just, you know, start Mm. practicing more mindfulness, you then start catching yourself like, oh, I'm actually doing this because of fear of missing out. Because uh, this guy on Twitter who has, I don't know, a million followers said I need to do this and now I'm doing because I'm blindly believing that that's the way. And when people reach out to me and they tell me like, Thomas, how to start freelancing and start traveling the world? And I'm telling them like, this is really hard. First, you need extreme discipline second you need to understand like why you're even doing it because if you just want to travel you're not going to enjoy working and i enjoy both you know like i have this perfect balance where i enjoy working and then at at some point i'm like oh i'm done with work i'm just going to go and explore the the coffee shops uh jungle whatever gonna uh, take the atv tour sail around or whatever that is so for people it's really hard to crystallize what is being shown, especially on social media, on TV, on all these, you know, like outlets out there portraying this perfect life that everyone can have. And I think anyone can have a perfect life if you are willing to sacrifice uh, certain things. So I think developing self-awareness, mindfulness muscles is very important in this age because we just have so much, so much noise. And, Mm. And the more noise you get in, the more tired you become. And then it's, it's so much harder to, to just wake up and say to yourself, like, wow, I'm, I've been, you know, like sold to someone's 
uh, idea from uh, from whatever United States, from someone's uh, lifestyle, from Lithuania, from someone's business idea, from Pakistan or whatever. So I think it's really important to just sit down and think about it and start developing that self-awareness. I'm with you 100%. I think I'm, I'm relearning that lesson today, like again, and, and every day, really, uh, and especially recently. I've been really reflecting on that idea of self-awareness and just self-improvement too. Self-awareness begets self-improvement because once you're aware of like yourself in a true sense, not in a, I'm doing great things, but like aware of like your own flaws, let's say too, but also aware of maybe the success you have. So in an honest assessment of yourself, I think that begets self-improvement. Like it's almost like the natural outgrowth of it. So I I like what you're saying about starting with that self-awareness, which again, I think is is all about self-reflection to really think about that because kind of comes back to the point like the travel, I think, is enticing for a lot of people, but it's also, I, I know I've seen it too, it's not something, it is not easy, uh, which is interesting. And I know everybody kind of makes the travel kind of look fun and beautiful, but like, there's tough times when you're traveling, especially if you're doing quite a bit of travel. Like it's not always fun to go into a new country or to have to get a new passport or to get, you know, to renew your visa or to, you know, take some multiple forms of transportation like you know, boat and then train or something like that to get to your destination. Like there's pains associated with it. And then again, if you're, unless you have a ton of money and you're just like spending it, the fact that you have to create wealth while you go, which I think is kind of like a big point of lifestyle design in a lot of ways, it's like you're still kind of creating value so you can produce an income so you can live that life that you're, you're living means that there's a lot more challenges. And so it takes a significant amount of discipline to be able to like wake up, you know, early the next day after a long day of travel, right? That's a really tough thing. So it's not for everybody. And then the other thing I want to bring up, I guess, was a point you made about the pictures. So I don't know if I came off the wrong way when I was saying this. I don't mean that because you brought up like these pictures, like you had two voices in your head. You know, should I be bragging about this or should I not? Well, I would say this is an important thing is to be able to distinguish between what is the marketing that you're doing and what are the things you're doing so that you can get the visibility that you need, but also not being you know, fooled by your own devices, so to speak, and not being brought in. Because I think that's important though. Like if you're doing lifestyle design, it's important that you show the locales that you go to. Like that's what you're doing. That makes sense. It's like when you look at like Gary Vaynerchuk, like that's his thing. It's showing, you know, his hustle and whatnot. And it's like, he does all those videos and it's like, yeah, maybe parts of that bragging, but it's really just creates visibility. And so of course, maybe there's going to be some parts that are bragging, but I, I think a lot of people get caught up doing that too. And they act too humble. And then they don't share what they're great at and they don't share the experience they're having. And then if you don't do that, it's like, well, what makes you unique? What makes you special? Like, why should I follow you? So I think by you sharing your travels, in addition to the work you're doing, it should hopefully provide you some sort of visibility that's useful for you and for the business you're building. I don't know if you agree or disagree on that. Yeah, it's it's a battlefield. Sometimes I feel, you know, like I started like med- meditating in the last few years and I've been doing it like quite inconsistently, inconsistently, but it's really helped me to just get grounded and, and observe myself when I just cross the line. Because when I talk with people in person, I would just get obsessed like, man, you gotta, you just need to quit your job, start blogging, like start an online business and start traveling. And I would keep pushing them until like they're like not really inspired, not really interested. They're in the panic zone like, they're they're feeling like there's someone attacking them and for me sometimes you know like take some time to just realize like hey tom slow down uh you're pushing too much and mm. i think with, with this like battlefield idea i think everyone right now you know they they have access to internet from absolutely anywhere anyone can can create a blog instagram account youtube channel 
But at the same time, if you're just playing it too safe and if you're just trying to you know, please everyone, uh, nothing is going to happen. So Gary Vee is not for everyone. Tim Ferriss is not for everyone. Tom Marcus is not for everyone. So, you know, Darn it, don't say that. <laughs> so, so you find, you attract people that, that you want to attract, and I think yeah. that's, that's fine. All the great brands in the world, they attract and repel at the same time. Yeah. Apple fans, Apple haters, Android fans, Android haters. And I think if you're not really having any negative feedback, I wouldn't say just haters because no one wants to have haters, but even from your fans, if you don't get anything, you know, like that they say like, hey, Thomas, that was too much. Or like, I don't like your post about uh, feminism or about about, uh, technology, about uh, poverty, whatever. And if no one is saying anything that's probably you're playing too safe and you're not really uh, pushing too much to, yeah. to, you know, reach the next level. So yeah. I think uh, when it comes to, again, like online bragging, it's probably more allowed than it used to be before. But at the same time, you have to have your own clear uh, kind of intentions why you're doing it. Because if you're doing it for the cause, sometimes I feel like, you know, you can justify it. But if you're just doing it for the numbers, for whatever, making someone else rich, that's not really the best cause you want to fight for. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot to everything you just said. There's like three or four points I could probably, you know, hit on. I think one of them is this idea that I think is pretty important is the idea that you have to make a choice, right? Well, that's kind of basic. Like in life, we have to make choices. But like if you're building some sort of business and you're not just half-stepping it, like that's, there's very dangerous to just half-step anything, especially business. And especially if it's something that's like blogging related, that's like public facing. I see so many people who start blogs or shop pockets or whatever, and they have stuff. And I think I have stuff at a lot too. Like, I don't think I'm like, which is to say that I'm not as edgy as I should be. And it's not edgy for the sake of edginess, but I literally I should push to the edge. And I actually look at it and say, I, maybe I'm not doing that or not doing that well enough. And I see it in other people where I'm like, ah, oh, that's, it, you know, that's fine. Like, that's a fine point that, that person made, but so what? It's not unique. It's kind of watered down. And it's like, so why should I care? And so if it's essentially just kind of the same that I've heard elsewhere and doesn't, why would I ever kind of share that or get behind it? Whereas when you talk about pushing the edge and that's when the people that you know are the people that push the edge and that's what creates this like love hate kind of thing. But you need to, you need to push the edge and you need to be in a a place that is dangerous by its nature, right? Because when you push the edge, there will be haters, right? But if you don't do that, I don't know how you stand out, especially in a noisy crowded marketplace. Like you have to do that. There's a certain amount of like risk that you have to take. And I think if you're doing a blog, you're doing like this public facing type stuff. I don't know any other way to really stand out unless you're kind of drawing the line in the sand somewhere about what you're doing in some way, shape or form. As an example of of a way to not do that, I think is like doing it where it's political, like time politics into your your business blog. It's like, well, I think that's a terrible idea, man. Like there's a hundred other ways to, to plant a flag. And I think that's the worst idea. Whenever I see somebody do that, I just like slap my head. But on the other side of things, it's like, well, where do you stand when it comes to something like email marketing or cold outreach or, or whatever kind of these sales techniques, if you're training on something like that, or a lifestyle design, like where's that edge that you push? And maybe it's, maybe the edge is something along the lines of like balance, like finding that true balance and introspection, but saying it in such a way that it is actually edgy, it's maybe more extreme than anything, anything anybody else has said. And I know that's a, a balancing act and I'm still trying to kind of really get into that myself. And I work with a lot of clients. And so it's kind of fun to work on other people's businesses to see where they're at and to see like the impact that getting to that edge actually makes in their business in terms of visibility, in terms of people sharing, in terms of people talking about that person. What are your thoughts on that? I I completely agree that 
I'm guilty for so many things, just, you know, doing them like 30% of my full capacity because I'm like, I've done enough. And at the end, you just need to actually get rid of them because you're, you're not really passionate about it and you don't want to focus on it fully, like all your resources, efforts, your time, money, whatever that is. And when it comes to standing out in, in these different niches, like I think it's, it's very hard first to, to know what you stand for before you actually do it. When I, when I started working in a design agency, I realized that these guys, like the, the agency, they would just get any client because they, they need, you know, like cash flow. And for me, that was like a huge red flag because for me, it was like, I want to build really meaningful websites, really meaningful uh, web applications, whatever that is for businesses that I believe in. I don't believe in some oil company. I don't believe yeah. in some huge corporate uh, tax law, whatever, yeah. accounting company. I yep. want to, you know, empower these people who are, I don't know, there are like 15 people in the team and they're empowering, I don't know, cyclists or runners or, I don't know, someone that resonates with my, my own values. And once I got exposed to that environment, only then I knew like, okay, this is not the environment I want to be. I'll try in the future to avoid it. So just recently I finished reading Principles by Ray Dalio and he talks a lot about principles in like work and life, but I think everything in life comes down to all of these principles and different mm. decisions that are actually grouped in similar groups of other decisions. So as you mentioned, like every single day, every every time we, we need to face life, we need to make all these choices. So once you start developing these principles, and for me, these principles are non-negotiables. I call them like non-negotiables. So every time I, I come to a new country, doesn't matter which time zone, doesn't matter which climate, I just wake up at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. I get up, I go meditate, I read for an hour, I write for an hour, I go exercise for an hour, and then I can start my day. You know, I took care of my personal growth, I took care of my of my self-development, spirituality, my body, mm. and only then I can tackle, you know, whatever that, that day brings. Uh, brings uh, I need to do chores, I need to, you know, like, I don't know, top up my internet cards, get coffee, do do laundry, answer client calls, whatever that is, and then, you know, like, the day will will, will just happen. It always happens. It's very important to have these principles, these non-negotiables. And I'm very lucky to be in a position right now where I can just say a lot of no's to potential clients because I don't believe in what they do. And uh, just because I built a client base and uh, word of mouth kind of like referral system where, where people just come to me, I'm lucky to choose which people, which organizations, which businesses I want to help with my skill set, with my experience, with my resources. Instead of just chasing another, you know, dollar or chasing another paycheck just to make ends meet and, and pay my bills. So it's, I think it's very important in whatever you choose. So if you choose to be an email marketer, blogger, video creator, you need to first probably just dive in and explore it for a bit and then see what actually makes you really angry, uh, what yeah. makes you really happy, yeah. and see what are the non-negotiables. If you go to job and you say, okay, is non-negotiable for you, like, do you want to follow orders or do you want to give orders? And some people are completely fine by following orders because they just are, they're good at getting orders and completing things. And I think that's completely normal. But some people cannot stand that. They, they need to uh, work in strategies. They need to risk a lot, maybe calculate risk. But at the same time, they need to be in charge. They need to be, feel that, you know, like that rush of adrenaline every single day. So I think Whatever you choose, you need to dive in first, see what clicks, what doesn't, and then start working on your principles and just see what is non-negotiable for you. Because for me, I default to health, and if my health is 
I cannot wake up. I cannot take care of my business. I cannot take care of, of myself first, my family, my friends, whatever that is. And I try to, to prioritize my health first. And only then is business, self-development, whatever that is. And anything you, you want to start in your life, you also need to have these uh, non-negotiable principles. Because if you just start stepping on these principles and just saying, you know, oh, today I'll just skip my workout, today I'll just skip writing, today I'll just skip, you know, like a client call. It's not going to build a sustainable lifestyle. It's not going to build a long-term, a purpose-driven career for you. And I think this is very important. Wow. Well, I can't think of a better place to actually end this is with that idea of principles. Focus on, start with your principles and develop those non-negotiables. What I mean, what a powerful way to end this. I, I think that we could go on forever, but I think that's fantastic. So what I want to do is, Thomas, the floor is yours. Where can people reach out to find you, learn more about you, read about you? If you have a newsletter or anything like that, please share. Oh, yeah. So my book is done in the editing process. And right now you can just head over to my website, thomaslow.com slash newsletter or just thomaslow.com. And you can find absolutely everything I publish there from lifestyle reports where I share, uh, you know, details from how much I make personally, how much I make uh, professionally, how much I spend traveling how many hours I sleep, how many steps I take, how many hours I spend in front of my laptop, and any other kind of interesting things that uh, I try to be transparent about. And uh, yeah, I share stuff from book reviews, book summaries, to interviews with really high achievers, and just all these interesting lifestyle design experiments. I love it. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches. It's a pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to In The Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.